Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down... Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Guy Gapiers. Oh, brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatine. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy you here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast platforms? Welcome back for another show, Mr. Randall. How we doing, sir? Very, very fine, Mr. Schiller. <laughs> you're, you're not being honest, Jay. I'll be it fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Well, with. <laughs> Let's just say next week we're going to shoot for an interesting show. Yeah. About tick prevention and Lyme disease. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jay, Jay may be experiencing <laughs> some stuff this week. Yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw that out there. Tune in next week. Uh, it's an important matter. I know we've talked about it before with Aaron Steiger, and we're going to reach out to him, see if we can get him on the show next week and, and talk about that as, uh, you know, it is tick season uh, all across the nation. So, and it's not uh, something to mess with. So, uh, watch out for that next week for sure. Um, yeah, we got an epic show for you guys tonight. Uh, we talked to them at iCast. Unfortunately, the video didn't come out great, but there was a lot of good content and uh, chatting with our guests tonight down there at iCast, Jody and some of the other folks that are uh, involved with Discover Crystal River. They got some amazing recreational opportunities, and the fishing is top-notch. So uh, we wanted to talk to them and and kind of uh, give them the spotlight. Uh, it was a place I got to fish uh, before I cast with John Rapp, Jimmy Skinner, and uh, it's a place I'm looking forward to going back to next year before I cast. And uh, I may actually make my trip a little longer because of that. And uh, so we got Jody Sanders in the house. She's going to talk with us tonight about uh, the Crystal River area, which is on the panhandle of Florida, on the Gulf Coast, um, 
again, like there's so much to be done there. Like we were talking before the show and Jay's like, it seems like there's a lot to do there, which is pretty cool. So, (laughs) um, I'm going to drop in the chat for you guys. And if you're listening on the podcast later, um, these links will be in the show description as well, but, um, it's the discover crystal river, Florida website. So if any of this stuff kind of interests you guys, um, and you want to make a trip down, I can recommend a phenomenal fishing guide. If you want to go out fishing, or if you want to go out in kayaks, like we saw a lot of people kayak fishing that Gulf shore, but they even have some really cool other opportunities to kayak in natural spring areas and things like that. So, um, I think I'm going to quit rambling about how awesome this place is and we'll get Jody in the house and talk to her and she can tell us how awesome it really is. So <laughs> Jody, welcome to the show. Uh Oh, she got no sound. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? She might have to plug in and plug out. Uh, you hear us now? All right. Okay. We don't have any audio. So Jody, I'm going to boot you out and come back in and we'll bring you in. Yep. So this happens. She was perfect before we started. I know. <laughs> and of course we start the show and it goes, uh, it goes awry, but uh, I think we'll get it back here, but super cool place. Have you ever been to that crystal river area before Jay? No. Um, I've, anytime I've gone down there, it's been, I mean, I've been to like Miami, but, you know, I've been to Tampa, so I've never been by the manatees and, you know, where all the um, the spring water is, you know, all the, like those super clear. You got us now? Yes, I'm back. There Sorry you go. About that. I, I, there no, you it's go. okay. It happens from time <laughs> to time. So, but uh, we were just talking, Jay's never been to your area. He's been to Tampa, which is just south of you guys. But mm-hmm. uh, um, why don't first and foremost uh, tell us who you are? uh what discover crystal river is in like the kind of area of florida that uh is uh considered crystal river florida absolutely yeah so my name is jody i am the media and content manager for discover crystal river and serves as the tourism bureau for all of citrus county florida which is about an hour, hour and 15 minutes north of Tampa. And uh, we're only about an hour and a half uh, away from Orlando as well. So it's a great option no matter where you're flying into. Yeah, it, I mean, that drive wasn't wasn't bad at all. Uh, I know when we went, well, actually, we came from the east side of the state over to the west side of the state when we originally drove there but after we left crystal river we went to orlando for for icast and you know the drive wasn't bad at all mm-hmm. and you got to see some cool things along the way because i think the one nasa site is uh, off the interstate there as you're driving to orlando correct um i believe so yeah and it's nice both the orlando and the tankrad pretty much a straight shot so um, it's, it's a good little, just hop on. And before you even know it, you're there. Nice, nice, nice. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start, um, breaking down what all is to be had, uh, in your guys's area. Um, I guess let's start with, with kayaking, right? We were talking about that, uh, before we started and, and some of the kayak trips and, and things to see. Uh, from a kayak in your guys's area absolutely so um, we have three first magnitude springs which means that they're the highest water producing springs but then aside from that we also have tons of other smaller springs in the area king's bay alone has over 70 so that's one small area with just tons of springs and so that water of course is going to be nice and clear um in part due to the springs and then also in part due to some of the really amazing eelgrass restoration projects that we have going on that have drastically improved the water as well as food sources and a fishery as well, a good ecosystem for some of those fish to kind of grow up in. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I'm I'm looking for a couple photos to uh, to pull up here as we're talking about it. But um, why don't we uh, touch on what um, like the eelgrass restoration projects that you guys have done? What has that done for the the ecosystem down there? Right. So it started off as a way to improve water quality. Um, at the time in 2015, where the community really came together to start this initiative, we didn't realize that the manatees were eventually going to run into a food shortage issue in the rest of the state. But thankfully, by the time that happened, we had already begun this process extensively. So that there that you're seeing on the screen is Three Sisters Springs. That would be one of our most popular spring areas. It's about an acre in size, and there's a small spring run. And uh, during manatee season, you'll see up to 500 manatees in that one acre at a time. <laughs> so it's amazing, <laughs> amazing how many we can insane. fit in there. Uh, <laughs> And it is. We have the largest congregation of manatees in North America here in Crystal River. So and as well in Homosassa, just a little bit south still here in Citrus County. Um, and Homosassa is kind of that uh, more hidden gem. You can go to the wildlife park that's down there and they open the gates for it's like an underwater gate. And uh, let all the manatees, the wild manatees, with their captive ones for the winter months. Now, the the, one, the three that stay there all the time, um, back out to the wild. They've been habitat for them. Um, but uh, in Kings Bay, out of that three sisters saw that was where the eelgrass restoration project really started. Uh, and they thought that it was going to work somewhat okay. They had no idea how amazingly well the project would go. Uh, and that even natural factors like a hurricane ended up helping spread that grass seed throughout the rest of the bay. So it's been such a huge success over the last seven years. And seven years is such a short time to make any sort of ecological difference at all. Um, that they're actually going to be using the model not only in the rest of the state, but then in Homosassa, just south of us, that river as well is already starting project for eelgrass, which of course will improve water quality as well as manatee food opportunities. Nice, nice. Um, we got a real good question uh, from our good friend Brian Slayton in the chat. He says, do they have any regulations or policies to prevent invasive species introduction uh, at the springs? In regards to like plant life, the uh, Chris River National Wildlife Refuge there around Three Sisters Springs in the photo you saw they take extensive care of that area and they maintain the shoreline as well as different plant life. And there were some invasive species uh, right there on the shoreline around that spring that were taken out and then replanted with native sawgrass, which also helps with water filtration as well. So in some, in certain areas, there are extensive um invasive species efforts being made. And that was part of the eelgrass restoration in and of itself was that there was an algae that grew along the river floor there called Lingbia. And so to get that out, they actually had to vacuum the riverbed and get all of oh, that wow. Lingbia up. And then from there, they could plant the eelgrass. They'd had to put a little cage over it. That way uh, the manatees didn't eat it immediately. <laughs> and then after about a year, they could take that cage off and they didn't realize how quickly it would spread. Um, so a few months in, it's growing outside of that cage. It's really expanding. So again, it's just uh, goes to show that the efforts are so much better than they ever even imagined. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty incredible. Like I I didn't get to necessarily see some of the spring areas, but how clean and and pristine, um, you know, the waterways were down there. Like even in uh, the Gulf of Mexico area, we have a beautiful Gulf, especially like out at the scalloping grounds. And again, yeah. that's 
seagrass beds in the northern hemisphere. So it leads to this beautiful water quality is that preservation of the seagrass. Uh, and, you know, scallops themselves are filter feeders, so they're going to help as well with that water quality. Yeah, that's super cool. Super interesting. It, it's cool to see um, organizations and communities come together to kind of uh, restore to natural habitats, take out the invasive species and and make those waterways and the lands, you know, exactly like they were hundreds of years ago. You know, it's it's pretty mm-hmm. spectacular to see that being done. And and to the the. Uh, nature of of or the extent i should say of you know i mean you guys got so much water down there it's it's unbelievable actually 25 percent of our county is made up of water between the chain of lakes over on the east side which make for some great bass fishing uh we've got seven rivers throughout the county and then of course the gulf of mexico as well so really anything that you could possibly want waterway wise we've got it yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool and and like i said earlier you know like obviously you know most kayak guys are used to lakes and rivers and things like that and there's obviously guys that um fish the gulf and the the oceans uh out of kayaks as well and i mean we saw as we were driving through the area where we were fishing with uh shout out to uh, my favorite guide ever, Katie Joe. Um, <laughs> when we were fishing with her, we saw some folks out on kayaks, not only just wreck paddling, but, but fishing too. And uh, we talked to uh, one local there while we were waiting to go out. And, uh, and uh, the guy's like, don't, <laughs> it was funny. Cause he was like, don't put this on YouTube. This is my spot. Don't blow it out, you know, which is typical of fishermen. But, uh, uh-huh. and, uh, but he's like, man, he's like, I moved here, uh, moved back here, I think is what he said, uh, you know, a few years back. And uh, he's like, the, the fishing here is absolutely phenomenal. And I got to witness that firsthand. So uh, mm-hmm. super cool, super cool. But, um going back to like the manatees like what draws them to your area is it because there's so much eel grass like i mean 500 you know manatees in a one acre spring is just absolutely crazy in my eyes (laughs) definitely um the draw itself is actually the springs Um, Springs stay approximately 72 degrees Fahrenheit, 23 degrees Celsius year round. So uh, contrary to their appearance, manatees do not have a lot of fat on them. Uh, It's almost all intestine for digesting all that eelgrass. So they don't do a great job of regulating their body temperature. And so when the Gulf of Mexico water temperature drops, they need to go into the spring areas to stay warm. And so that's the end all be all of it. The issue that happens otherwise when their eelgrass is so important to them is because um, while that the seagrass is being plentiful out in the Gulf of Mexico, a lot of these rivers, spring areas, um, it's been dissipated to such an amount that when you spend hundred manatees in an area, they uh, they make quick work of it because they eat ten percent of their body weight every day. So that's about thirty pounds of grass a day. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Jay, can you eat thirty pounds a day? <laughs> if it was pizza, maybe pizza. Thirty pounds of pizza a day. I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm sure it would be an issue afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you might have to I'm go to sure. a doctor. Yeah, you might have to. Yeah, yeah, you might have to uh, yeah. mention that when you're in there getting your uh, tick thing. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got our man uh, Dustin Nichols in the chat. He says, "I'm excited to get down there. When we going? Uh, you tell me, brother. You're yeah. the one with the crazy schedule, not me." <laughs> uh, Brian Slayton said, "You could you could walk across manatees," and he was referring to when when you were talking about so many in that one acre spring. Um, but he also asked, uh, too, do you guys get, um, uh, I don't know where he's going with this, but uh, do you receive any financial assistance from the 
Dingil or Johnson Act to help with funding for the restoration projects? Uh, um, there is state funding that uh, we've. I'm so sorry. There's a we, um, that the state preserve project is being So, the state funding that the state preserve that 501c3 does receive. Um, and we, as the tourism bureau, we also um, provide financial assistance as well. So, we are. Um, an arm of the county government, and we're funded by bed tax when people come and visit. So, so actually, the hotel, what you're doing is helping with some of those restoration projects right then and there, uh, because we do contribute back to some of those projects ourselves. That's why my hotel bill was so much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, it was more than likely because, uh, you know, Jimmy the Skinner and season. John Rapp were yeah. with me. The manatee tax. <laughs> yeah, the manatee tax. No, and that's, if I'm not that's mistaken, really... you guys came and stayed uh, during scallop season as well. So that's an we amazing did. time to come visit. But it also means that uh, a lot of our hotels are really busy that time of year. So that could be part of it. I, I'll be honest. I was just cracking a joke. But like our, our hotel wasn't bad. I think it was like... Uh a hundred bucks a night or something. Um, and you know, that's fairly reasonable to the rest of the country. I feel like, but, um, um, mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of, uh, great food to be had <laughs> in that area too, which, you know, it was nice because I think we were only 15 minutes from the boat launch, uh, where we had stayed mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we, like I said, we had a grocery store down the road, which is always nice. We had, you know, when you're living on the road, uh, restaurants, things like that. And, um, but it, it's cool to see that those tourism dollars are going back to habitat restorations for sure. Um, mm -hmm. super cool to see, see what your money is, you know, working towards, you know, when you go down there to visit. So. Definitely, definitely. Like it. It's always a top priority for us. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, I mean, where else can we go with this? Um, you know, what else um, does Crystal River have to offer? We covered the kayaking part. We covered, uh, you know, the manatees, the restoration projects. Um, well, I did I mention guys... scalloping there for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't that hit on is... that, yeah. Yeah, that's one huge thing. Manatee season runs November through uh, March, and the colder the better because, again, they go into the springs to stay warm. But uh, if you want to come visit during the summer months, then uh, we have one of the longest scalloping seasons in the state, and it's such a great family-friendly experience. You know, you you hire a guide like Katie Joe that'll take you out there to the Gulf of Mexico and one super unique thing about our area of the Gulf Coast is that um, the water only gets about a foot deep every mile you go out. So five miles out, five feet. Um, and so that is what part of the reason I got in here is so great is because you can get into those really shallow scalloping grounds and there's such a, a wide area for that. And so you know, scalloping, we like to call it that underwater Easter egg hunt where you're diving for your dinner. Um, usually the first one is always the hardest one to find. And then when you get down there, you finally kind of get that feel of what you're looking for. You start spotting them everywhere. You gather as many as you can. Um, FWC, the Florida Fish and Wildlife, has uh, regulations as far as you can collect two gallons per person and up to 10 gallons per boat per day. So, you know, that's, uh, but that is in shell. So when you get it all kind of cleaned up and all of the scallops out of their shells, then you end up with uh, probably about two, two quarts there uh, if you've got your 10-gallon limit. And one of the great things is that so many of those local restaurants that you were speaking highly of actually offer cook your catch. And this applies for fishing too, most of them as well. Um, so you can bring in whatever you've caught that's cleaned and ready to go. 
and they'll actually cook it there for you. So I feel like the only thing better than a fresh catch is one that you don't have to cook yourself. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what right now, Katie Joe can clean some fish in a timely manner. And she recommended a place. She was oh, yeah. like, man, I wish, I wish the place she would have normally recommended. Uh, Cause I think we fished with her on, on Monday and she's like the place I'd normally recommend mm-hmm. um, wasn't open uh, because they were closed on Mondays or something. Um, but she sent us to another place and um, it, it was absolutely phenomenal i'm pulling up the picture here and i'm gonna i'll share it i gotta send it to my uh, macbook here but um it was a a restaurant bar grill uh situation and you know Mm -hmm. they were like how do you want this prepared they were like do you want it fried do you want it blackened do you want it grilled do you want it this do you want it that and we got it all blackened and i took a picture and i had a mound of fish on my plate and then about 10 minutes later it was completely empty so i sent both pictures to katie uh after after we got done eating and i was like thank you for the recommendation this was absolutely phenomenal some of the best fish i've ever eaten in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's i'd be cool willing that- to bet the first place that she suggested oh sorry is a seafood seller and that yep. place it doesn't look like much from the outside but that's usually the best kind of food in a small town and sure. it will knock your socks off every time the owner jimmy is a true cajun and he is that's cool that is super cool uh we got a a couple great questions in here so i want to bring these up before before we move on um uh uh brian slayton man he's he's all over these questions tonight is there a manatee rehabilitation facility down around that area so if they're just hungry and in need of some feeding then they can go to the home of Assassin Springs Wildlife State so one that's just south of the Chris River in New Home Massa. Um, and the staff can get and ready to be released back out into the wild. If they need more serious veterinary care, um, Zoo Tampa is a great partner that we work with a lot that will take them in and rehabilitate them. Um, Seawolf is currently working on a program to do the same thing. And then um, actually the, the Cleveland Zoo has is one of those surprising ones that has uh, manatees, but that is quite the trip for them. So that's kind of if everywhere else is full, then they'll ship them all the way up there. That's super cool. Super cool. Uh, D. Andrew Watson uh, is asking, does the cold spring water keep the gators away? Do the manatees come in to birth and wean calves in the springs, or is it all about munching grass? <laughs> uh, so we don't see a ton of alligators in our rivers in spring areas. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, especially if you're doing Crystal River, the Third Sister area, trafficked area, um, especially on the so they kind of keep their distance from it. Uh, and then uh, predators, so they like uh, like a murkier where you can't see them coming, which is terrifying. But if you're in that yeah. crystal clear spring water, it's not ideal for them in any way, especially being that they're um, cold blooded. So if it's the summertime, then they really can't handle cold water very well. So you're much more likely to find them in lakes and ponds and things like that. I mean, any freshwater source in Florida, you always run the risk, of course, but it's not super likely and not something that you're going to come across very often. And then as far as the manatees giving birth, um, we actually saw a record number of manatee calf births uh, this past winter, which was fantastic because it lets us know that, you know, not only are we maintaining, but we're growing our manatee population here. And so that is really promising. And those births, I mean, they they can 
tell based on the size of the calf how recently it's been born or not. But um, a lot of those happened in those winter months when they were in the springs. Um, not always, but it is a really good time for them as far as birthing. And you will see a lot of them, especially with grass restoration, that actually choose to just stick around for a year or two that their calves stay with them because they do have a available food source. How, what, what is the average lifespan of a manatee? Um, I believe it's close to years. I was wanted to positive on that one, but I believe it's about 40 years uh, of, you know, an uninhibited life of something like that. And then they would last about 40 years or so. That's crazy. I know you're not a biologist. I just thought maybe you might know. So I was throwing that out there, but I could, I'll spit as many fun facts as I can. <laughs> no, that's, that's wild. That is wild. I like the fact that the gators don't like the clear water. I can, I can do that. I'm, I'm not a fan of gators. Uh, <laughs> no, they also, the gators uh, have a heavy respect for manatees. You'll see the, they'll actually like get out of the manatees way and let them go first. If they ever are in spring areas together, um, it's kind of a, an interesting thing. Uh, Cause manatees don't have, have any natural predators at all. They're, too big and not enough meat, so the, nothing really bothers the, them. I'm pretty sure the alligators are like I can't fit that in my mouth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> pretty much. That's crazy. There's not really a good place to grab on either. They're pretty round. Yeah, I can't see that. Like even even the biggest you know alligator, like that, I don't see it happening. Uh, Dustin <laughs> Dustin says, "All I know is uh, if they are spooked, they will lift you and your kayak clear out of the water and give you quite a scare, especially when it's dusk." <laughs> and and I think uh, I think he's referring to the manatees, right? I think so. Yeah, and they do probably. have really strong. Um, their that back flipper is really strong. They don't have any aggressiveness to them by any means because again they don't have any natural predators so they don't need to uh but at the end of the day i think anything if you jump out and scare it it may like <gasps> and so that could be yeah. a, a possibility there of yeah. somebody just spooked a little too much and they do recommend definitely in a heavily um populated manatee area that you stay calm and quiet don't splash or scream too much because you can Dress them out and scare them away. Yeah, Dustin said he was uh, in the St. Mark's River, startled a pod, and went airborne. I, we got to have him on for that story. <laughs> Dustin, it sounds like you might have come across a mating herd, and that's never yeah. recommended. <laughs> what were you doing to the manatees, Dustin? That's right, man. It's like that's a different kind of party, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't get an invitation. No wonder. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Too funny. Uh, I think Brad's cracking jokes. He says, sounds like if you start eating 30 pounds a day, I'll be safe. I'm sure he's referring to the gators. Uh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. He said he was bad. Dustin said he was paddling back to the fish camp. So must have been uh, making his way back and uh, startled a couple or something. And uh, Dustin went for a swim. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to hear that story, but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I know we kind of got off subject to the scallops, but, uh, I know when we were down there, that was kind of like your guys's prime time, right? That summer, summertime and a lot of folks snorkel for those things. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I I've been told it's a pretty unique and cool experience, even if you've never snorkeled before. Yeah, and it's not tough as far as the snorkeling goes. Um, you know, it, it could take a few tries to get the dive part right um, because you do kind of have to go down into a few feet of water. You got to get that good, like, mermaid dive down. But once you get that, it's pretty – it's not too bad. And uh, you're really usually only in anywhere from four to six, at most, eight feet of water. So it's not like you're diving down super, super far – 
um, trying to catch them. Um, in some places, you can if, if you've got long enough arms, you just reach out and grab them down there in the grass. Um, so it is like a, a very peaceful and relaxing experience as well in that you're it's like you can't hear much of anything right you're just swimming along very uh very slowly searching the grass it gets that kind of methodical rhythmic vibe to it and as long as you have sun through your back you're gonna look right there. interesting interesting so here's a question, right? So if you had, if, if somebody was coming into town for one day, doesn't matter the time of the year, and there was absolutely one thing that they should do while they were in your area, what would you recommend they do? A lot of it would come in time of year since we are such a nature-based destination. Um, at least two swim tours and the scalloping charters generally go out first thing in the morning so nobody wants to drive all the way from orlando to make your 6 37 a.m manatee swim tour but uh i definitely if it's if you're coming in the winter months swimming with the manatees is going to be an experience unlike any other um it's not really anywhere else that you get to swim with creatures of that size uh, in their natural habitat. So that's something that is just such a unique experience. I, I think everybody should give it a try at least once. And you'll have a guide with you that'll teach you all of how to be respectful of the manatees, how not to scare them, how not to disturb them, and really give you that great experience. It's going to be beneficial to manatees. And they'll come up and check out and investigate. And it's not something that you get to experience any other time. And then again, if you come in the summer months, um, and scalloping are going to be amazing for you. Um, just because it's an experience um, you can do inshore, offshore, virtual you know whatever you want here so whatever your bread butter is is a guide that will help you out no that's 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 cool that's super cool i mean is there um where was i going with that is it uh you know for the fishing aspect right because that's why a lot of guys are tuned in right now they they love the fishing aspect of things like for for the golf, is there a better time to come down and fish over another? And I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer that or not. But I mean, I'm definitely not the fishing expert of the office. I've been learning a lot in the last couple of years, <laughs> doing my best. Uh, but it just depends on what you like to catch. Truly, I mean, we do have a tarpon season. Um, snook season actually just began today, September first. And that's always a fun one for people to catch because it's a little challenging. They put up a good fight. Uh, so that is one definite favorite. And then um, redfish as well are a big favorite here. And um, the CCA tournament does. We have um, the tagged redfish. We actually have twice as many tagged redfish as any other uh, county here in Florida. And so it's a great opportunity for a day of fishing. So look, look and plan a visit around the time of the CA tournament, then that's probably something if you catch a fish. Hey Jody, um, real quick, I'm not trying to stop you or anything, but um turn turn your camera off because you're breaking up a little bit. Um, so it it may be lagging because it's trying to use your video. So we'll still have you audioly, but if you go down in the bottom and hit settings, just turn your camera off, and then that way we got your audio, and that should reduce your lag, I think. Sorry. I mean, we love seeing your face, but <laughs> no, I'm just trying fine. to make sure your, your audio <laughs> is good. But um, And then I'll have you repeat that. Uh, what was uh, – uh, can you go back through that tournament that's coming up again? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we um, have we participate and sponsor the CCA Star Tournament, which is a uh, redfish tournament. And what's great about them is that, uh, you know, the prizes are absolutely insane, whether it be um, boats, trucks, uh, different rods and reels, just anything you could imagine they're giving away in this tournament. And uh, we have twice as many tagged redfish as almost any other um, here in Florida. Is it? opportunity that please run in May and so that's our good redfish season um and so if you really enjoy uh catching redfish then that time of year is going to be a great option um and you know it's like it's like a 75 dollar entry to the uh to the definitely like i said for redfish that would be one of the Interesting. Interesting. That's super cool that they got all the, the giveaway prizes and stuff too. So you're walking away with something, even if you don't win the tournament, like that's how a lot of kayak tournaments are. And, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it helps make that environment, uh, tournament environment better for, for not only the advanced guys, but the, the beginners too, that may be coming in on the back end of that as well. Definitely. Yes. Um, uh, Jim Riley's in the chat. I don't know if you can answer this, but, uh, he says, is there a good shallow water grouper bite anywhere in that area? <laughs> uh, I, again, no expert, but I do know, uh, Katie Joe does love the shallow water grouper bite and she has talked, um, talked it up quite a, a bit in so that you can look forward to for sure. Oh, Jim, Jim corrected me. He says, no, I'm saying it is the best. All right. My bad. No. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm glad Jim. We can agree. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> no, that's, that's super cool, man. It's, uh, man, so many cool recreation opportunities in your guys' area. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, like I said, I, I can't wait to get back down there. Jay, you need to come with us on the next trip. I'm <laughs> like, and, 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 and it was funny too, because, uh, I forget who it was exact, uh, buzz Byerline, team, new canoe teammate of mine, um, had somehow got me connected with Katie Joe. And, uh, uh, she is, um, uh, she knows her stuff and i know i've said this in other podcasts and um she put us on fish she worked her butt off like we waited off two storms that blew through um you know i told her i don't care what fish we catch i just want to catch fish i've never fished saltwater <laughs> until that trip which i've fished all over the country never fished saltwater and uh kj did not disappoint uh at all which was uh, pretty cool. And, and not only that, but um, I noticed too, she, um, you know, talking about the community in that area, like she was uh, talking with other guides. How'd you do today? They were sharing information and, you know, um, helping each other out. It seemed like, and, and not only that, but some of the locals, um, you know, it was funny. We kind of cracked jokes with her that she was the town mayor over there, but, um, you know, it, it was kind of cool to see that community aspect in the fishing community there in the Crystal River area that everybody was, you know, talking, sharing info and trying to make sure that everybody had a good trip out on the water, which was which was cool to see because you don't see that in all parts of the country. So uh oh we lost her we lost her she was breaking up there a little bit but uh we'll see if we get her back here um hopefully that that clears up i know when you're live and stream yards running it just digs in your in your data hey 
Yep. It's not me this time. I got my internet <laughs> fixed. So, <laughs> but, uh, there but we you are. know, back this, again. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say this play. I mean, from from the website, there is a ton of info on there on many many things to do, many places to eat. Um, you know, there's hotel information. There's you know cities and neighborhoods. You know, um, I mean it. It's a very intuitive uh, website as well, so it's pretty easy for the user. Um, but you know, it looks pretty cool. I, the pictures really get you too. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they're so vibrant. I mean, these are easily like magazine quality pictures, and they're just like pretty amazing looking. It's really cool. It looks really nice there. Is that the next state you're moving to? Well, it's a website. Hey, <laughs> Florida was on the list, man. It was. <laughs> Tennessee one. I can't handle <laughs> the humidity, but I, I'll tell you what, like Orlando's bad. And I think we talked about that when, uh, when I saw you guys at ICAST, like over on the golf course or golf course, golf coast, it, it wasn't that humid, but I'm sure it was because of that ocean breeze, you know, coming in, but man, you get to Orlando and it's like, you walk outside and you just start, you like, I got to change my shirt. I just started sweating because I walked outside. You know, you mean you mean that golf breeze? They'll be quick golf. to correct you. Yeah, golf breeze. <clears throat> yeah. Ocean no, golf. like over there. Like I know it's funny. Like, uh, yeah, to us, <laughs> I've had that conversation. I'm like, I was like, you're telling me that there's not a water molecule that hasn't mixed with some ocean water, <laughs> and then it's also going in the Gulf, and then come back out of the ocean, and then maybe came back to the Gulf, and it's still not ocean water. <laughs> You're getting a little too scientific there, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is funny. Yeah, they'll be like, it's the golf, it's not the ocean. No, but you're right though. Uh Tampa is a lot like that. I mean, that's my only experience over there. And even on the hottest days, that breeze just feels amazing. I mean, it, yeah. and it goes inland pretty good. I mean, for a good amount. So I mean, you don't have sure. to be like right off the water, even though it's the best. Yeah. But that whole area, I mean, it's just gorgeous over there, man. I mean, <laughs> It doesn't sound like it's much farther from there. I mean, in terms of how the fishing would be, but I remember my experience. And if you fish the tides, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I had to have, you know, you'll catch fish, especially for, you know, more of an inland fisherman and especially a northerner. It's like, you're going to be catching fish you've never seen in your life. And you're like, can I lip that? <laughs> you know, yeah. can I grab yeah. that? Like, is that going to, yeah. you know, is that a puffer? Like, so, but I mean, plenty of opportunity out there is good fishing for sure out there. I know, I know on our trip out, I think we caught 12 or 13 different species of fish, um, which I've never had a 13 species fish day ever. And, uh, um, I'll tell you what, one of my favorite fish, uh, just for the fight of it, uh, that we caught was a Jack Reval and those things just run and run and run. And it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean uh just so much wildlife in that area not only in the water but on the land too all the different birds and things like that and i'm like you like you know this was my first time to crystal river but prior to that i had been to like the clearwater beach area and stuff like that um as you know when i was younger but uh i never fished so um you know having that experience and obviously the guide is a huge part of that but um you know just the you know the back channels that kind of run through like you know the mangroves and things like that man it's super unique and not only that but i've never fished a tidal fishery like that Mm -hmm. and you know seeing the the fish come in and go out you know due to those tides is pretty pretty cool too I'm sure they get dolphins in there too. I'm not sure. Jody, you guys get dolphins much? Absolutely. Yeah. Even up in yeah. the rivers. Um, so depending, you know, during high tide, we'll see them a ton up in the rivers. But you were talking about the mangrove forest there. And uh Ozello is a little area between Crystal River and Homosassa that I mentioned. And it's home to the St. Martin's Marsh Aquatic Preserve. It's quite a mouthful. And it's one of the biggest mangrove forests uh, in the world. And there's tons of dolphins out there all of the time. That's cool. 
That's cool. Nothing cooler than seeing a dolphin. I know dolphins are neat. Like I've only, I mean, I've seen one in the wild, and it was like hunting at night, you know. And it came through the beach while we were like right, like on the water. I was like, "This is cool," because we're like, "What is that thing?" It's like there's some like literally blowing water out, you know, pretty hard. You're like, uh, and then you find out it's a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Brad's in the chat. He says uh, when he fished the Salt River for redfish, uh, they had dolphins running with them. And uh, Jim Riley did uh, mention, he said, uh, Brian Ozello is always a top pick for kayak fishing. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. It's a great area, too, because it's super shallow, and you can get up there in those mangroves and catch, uh, like, mangrove snapper or something of that nature. And I don't think there's much more or many fish that are better to eat than a mangrove snapper. Those things are delicious. I will attest to that because those were tasty little treats when mm-hmm. uh, when we ate those up <laughs> for sure <laughs> i mean you could you could tell because of the different size of the fillets and i mean all the fish we we caught uh, were just absolutely phenomenal but yeah those things man whew, give me a plate full of those and there you go there's my 30 pounds and i don't have to worry about <laughs> swimming with the alligators next to manatees <laughs> man i'm in but um Jody, is there anything else you want to touch on or, or bring up uh, about uh, Crystal River at all that we may have missed or you want to uh, highlight or any events coming up that you want to talk about that uh, we may not have mentioned? Um, I think we hit on most of it. You know, we do have a couple of other fishing tournaments coming up here soon, including um, the Plantation Redfish Classic, October 22nd. And then November 18th, there's uh, the King of the Bay fishing tournament. And it's also partially a festival. So it's kind of more family fun. And um, they've got a redfish and trout division as well as a grouper division. So that one's a good time. And that one's coming up uh, in November. So if anybody's planning a trip here soon and wants to get in on some tournament actions, those are both great options. But other than that, I think we covered a little bit of everything here for our small little fun area, the Nature Coast. No, it's uh, it's definitely a beautiful area. And uh, if uh, if anybody's looking at kayak fishing kind of in that area, um, a good friend of mine, Buzz Byerline, you guys can find him. He He's doing some guided fishing trips down in that area, too. Uh, I know he's doing some Swanee bass trips as well, which is a, a, a rare bass species uh, on the freshwater side. Um, super cool and fun. And uh, I will, um, man, I should have had this pulled up. But I will uh, drop in the show notes for the folks listening on the podcast, Katie Joe's website information. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here, and I'll drop it in the chat live here for you guys, too. So I think I got it saved on my phone because I'm never forgetting that. Um, uh, and it's also on the fishcrystalriverflorida.com website as well. Um, just look up Katie Joe Davis. There you go. Uh, but I will put that link uh, in the show notes for those of you um, listening on the podcast platforms. She also does scalloping trips and eco river tours and things like that. So, um, shout out to KJ. She's, uh, she's a badass. Sorry. Excuse my language, but, uh, I'm trying to, I've been trying to keep it clean. Jay, I've cleaned up my act quite a bit. You know, you've been really good as well. So yeah, uh, I just don't talk. I wanted wanted to commend (laughs) you, uh, here. Yeah. Uh, I got that. Um, this is her uh, Facebook page link, and uh, you guys can go give her a call and a follow, and she'll uh, get you guys set up. Uh, but, uh, Jody, thank you so much uh, for coming on and joining us tonight. Uh, why don't you plug uh, the website? I know I dropped that in the chat, but uh, also throw it out. Um, and then uh, whatever your guys' uh, Facebook and Instagram pages are so people can go and kind of follow you guys and see what's going on um, and maybe check back in if they're coming down to the area. Absolutely. Yeah, our website is discovercrystalriverfl.com. 
And then on Facebook, we're uh, Discover CR. And then Instagram is Discover Crystal River. So that'll give you a good uh, inside look into everything we have to offer. And then the website, of course, will have uh, more in-depth information, including hotel options and uh, charter captains, things like that. Yeah, it's cool. That website is super laid out, guys, gals. If you're listening uh, or watching, like, go check that out. You could plan your whole trip off the Discover Crystal River website, which is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I wish I remembered the name of that sports bar that cooked our fish. Could but, it have been uh, Crackers by chance? It might have been. Is that that Cracker Monkey place? That's the Florida Cracker Monkey Bar. That's in Homosassa. Yeah. They don't do cook your catch, but they're definitely uh, worth a visit. It might have been. I'd have to go back and look at my text messages from <laughs> KJ. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It was phenomenal. Everything <laughs> down there was phenomenal. So, uh, Jody, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down, chat with us, talk about all the good things you guys got going on down there um i'm looking forward to uh getting back down there and uh seeing you guys again and and catching more fish with uh my teammate katie joe because we kicked uh jimmy and john <laughs> rap's butt and i'm just gonna rub that in because they're not on the show so uh yeah team kj and and brian uh definitely dominated on the water that day boys i hope you're listening to this but uh guys gals go Go check out Crystal River. Give them a follow. And um, we will see you guys next week. Oh, Jay, final thoughts. Sorry, man. I almost skipped over that. No, it's fine, Brian. Just go right ahead. <laughs> I mean, you probably got two words to say anyways. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, thanks for coming on, Jody. Really appreciate, uh, appreciate it. Um, that whole area looks really gorgeous. I mean... I get, you know, it's Florida, right? So, you know, if your guys are going to plan a trip, I would definitely consider this area. Um, there just seems to be so much to do. And even if you just want to chill and kick back. So I don't know. Well, and that's one thing I want to say too. I guess this will be my final thought is, uh, you know, when I was there, it wasn't like, you know, the gimmicky touristy type stuff you see in like Orlando or on the, atlantic side you know what i mean it was um it kind of had a hometown feel to it and uh but so many different cool opportunities to do stuff and uh restaurants and things like that so i mean if you want to get out and have a nice relaxing vacation uh with your f family or a fishing trip with the guys or something like that like I could definitely see myself going there versus the other two that I mentioned, you know, like Daytona beach or, you know, Miami or something like that. Like that's not my style. You know, I'm i I'm an outdoors person. And like this, uh, this whole crystal river area just gives me that like laid back homey feel, you know, and uh, it, it's just a, a cool place to go and, and enjoy a couple days for sure. So that's all I got boys and girls. We will see you guys next week. Uh, we're here live every Thursday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 5 o'clock out on the West Coast. As always, boys and girls, tight lines, smooth paddling. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddling Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. 
your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. Oh, you stopped dancing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>